Hello, everyone. This is uh, Ed Robinson, and uh, I'd like to welcome you to the Deep End Podcast with Ed. want to let you know this is my very first episode of the Deep End Podcast with Ed. So uh, this is new territory for me. I'm learning uh, some things. Uh, we're looking to grow. We're looking to be effective. We're looking to be meaningful and practical in all that we do. Uh, our goal for the Deep End Podcast with Ed is to provide uplifting tips to help you maximize uh, your life. And so um, we hope that you will uh, stay with us, that you will come alongside with us, that you will grow with us, you will learn with us. I'm excited about the possibilities that we all have to learn together. I'm looking forward to sharing information that is just, again, practical, just basic, everyday type of things. And so um, our pilot, this is our pilot episode. So again, we are just starting off and I'm looking to see where we'll be in another month six months, a year from now. Also on every uh, episode of The Deep End with Ed, um, the, the Deep End Podcast with Ed, we will provide you with what I call a lifeguard tower moment. And essentially what it is, it's just practical tips, everyday things that we can do to um, benefit someone or even ourselves. And on this episode, uh, the one that we're talking about is hydration. You know, hydration is very important. It's important for us to make sure that we have sufficient water in our body to make sure that we don't get sick, we don't get dehydrated. Uh, water is a precious commodity uh, throughout the land and world, especially even here in California. And how do we leverage the water? How do we make the most of it? And one of the tips that I want to encourage you on this episode to do is to look out for those individuals. Think about the record heat wave that we're dealing with on the West Coast, in particular in Southern California. And think about all of those individuals who are out there trying to make a living. There are individuals that are selling flowers on the side of the freeway. There are people that are selling oranges on the sidewalk. There are people that are cooking food. There are people that are homeless. There are senior citizens. There are children that are part of sports teams, youth development leagues. And if you see individuals like that, I would urge you to make sure that you carry some ice cold water. Room temperature is okay, but carry some ice cold water. And every now and then, this will be your opportunity to serve humanity. You don't need a platform. You don't need a pulpit. You don't need uh, a whole crowd or whatever. But you can make a difference in the lives of men, women, boys, and girls when you do those practical tips. So that's what the lifeguard tower moment will be about. And so again, as I mentioned to you that we are just launching our podcast. I am so tickled pink. I'm excited. I'm a black man, but I'm turning, uh, I'm blushing inside the studio um, to have the opportunity to connect with you. And speaking of connecting, I would urge you to uh, go to Facebook to the Deep End Podcast with Ed and like our page, share our page, encourage someone else to uh, tune in and to join with us. You can also go to our website, uh, thedeependwithed.com, and uh, you can learn more about me and uh, the, sh um, 
the program and what we're all about. It's really not about Ed, but it's really about connecting with you. It's really about helping to make a difference through sharing uh, information that will be uh, basic, but that will be uh, powerful enough to help you to propel forward in your life and the things that you're trying to do. So I'm very grateful that you are here with us on this pilot episode, and I just can't wait to see what's going to happen as we uh, continue to press forward in the future. So again, I'm very grateful that you tuned in on this pilot episode, and I look forward to connecting with you and more. And again, please urge uh, someone to tune in, go to our Facebook again, like it, share uh, the information with others like our page and as well as our website, deepinwithed.com. Thank you, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. God bless. Hello, everybody. This is Ed Robinson, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Deep End Podcast with Ed. The Deep End Podcast, like the Deep End in the Swimming Pool, will provide you with the depths and the twos to help you to uh, deal with issues, challenges, problems, pressures in your life. And so um, we are hoping to just talk about everyday, real-time uh, problems that we all have. We call them sometimes hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And so we all have issues and challenges that we deal with. There's a couple of uh, focused things that we try to bring out on the Deep End podcast. One is that we just want to raise an awareness to some of the issues and the challenges and the things that hold us back. We also hopefully will offer uh, hope from the scriptures. And then at the end, we'll have some action plans, some coachable moments relative to things that we deal with. And every now and then, your boy will have a guest with him. And every now and then, I'll go solo uh, by myself, such as what we're doing uh, now. So let me just tell you a little bit about yourself, who, about myself, who's on the other side of this microphone. So my name, again, is Ed Robinson. I am a native Californian. I was born in the town of I was born in the town of Watts, um, in the big city of Los Angeles. I was born a twin, and, uh, you know, sadly to say, but my twin brother, uh, Earl Eugene, passed away when we were only two years old. I don't remember a whole lot about my brother. I just know that um, one day one of my sisters came in and tried to wake us both up, and uh, he didn't wake up. And so back then, they couched it under what is known as sudden infant death syndrome, or SIDS. And so um, that's uh, one aspect of my life. Uh, I have, uh, I had seven sisters and I had another brother. And uh, we grew up in the town of uh, Compton. I moved to Compton when I was 13 years of age and um, I'm a proud product of the Compton Unified School District. Compton don't always get a lot of love. You know, people have a lot of negative things to say about Compton, and we do have our share of issues uh, of Compton, but there's some good things that come out of Compton, and again, uh, being a product of Compton High School, graduated from Compton High School, and then continued on, uh, went to uh, Compton College, and when I was in high school, I never took the SAT, because I wasn't thinking about going to college. We were, we were poor. We were really poor. 
only time we went to the store was on the 1st and the 15th. And I remember as a kid going in the store and we had what they call the food stamps. They didn't have no EBT cards or anything. We had food stamps. And I remember my friends talking about me and the whole gamut. And so, um, so as a result of that, I ended up going to Compton College. I was going to the military. That was my plan. I was going to go to the military. And one of my sisters talked me into enrolling at Compton College. And so I went to Compton College and then went to uh, University of Laverne and then did a master's at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Uh, as I mentioned, seven sisters, one brother. And if you don't get anything about it, just remember one thing is um, I'm Susan May's son. So my mom was Susan May. She passed away about 13 years ago, but she raised us uh, in a great way, and I'm very grateful uh, for that. Also, I've been married to my lovely wife, Yvonne, of 39 years. We have four adult children, and I've done a whole bunch of things. I mean, from working in corporations like Southern California Edison to uh, mediation to being a pastor at a church in Compton and then now as a professional life coach. So in my role as a professional life coach, because uh, some people say, what is a life coach? So if you look at the a therapist, a therapist is someone that kind of deals with reaching in the back, you know, a past trauma or something like that. A counselor, on the other hand, is someone who gives advice. A life coach is someone who comes alongside you and helps to propel you to the future. And so that's what I try to do is help people to reach their particular goals. The name of my company is Sam Ray Life Clarity Coach, and it's named in honor of my late sister, Samantha, who passed in 2016, and then my other late brother, Raymond, who passed in 2018. And so it's an honor. It's a legacy to them. And so uh, I would urge you to check out our website. Uh, you can go to the deep end with ed.com and you can find out that information. And as I said at the onset, I've lived with a lot of hurts, habits, and hangups. We've all had things that we've gone through, that we've gone through in our own lives. And so um, what I want to talk about this on this episode is really talk about what they call limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs. We all have things that have limited in our own lives, and these are stereotypes. These are generalizations. These are things that people put in our head and stories and falsities that we believe, and they limit us in our thoughts and in our actions and in our lives. And so, again, growing up with all kind of challenges and issues and things in my life, uh, I remember uh, one limited belief that I had, and it was around money. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we were poor. You know, we didn't have a whole lot. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about what I mean by that. I grew up, and when my wife and I first got married, my wife used to laugh at me because I used to eat uh, saltine crackers and milk and sugar because that was our staple. We didn't we didn't have the corn flakes, the frosted flakes, and things of that nature. We grew up on sugar water. Some of y'all know about sugar water. You didn't have no sodas and no Coca-Colas and no Pepsis or whatever. You just take some water and put some sugar in it. And, um, and you know, I grew up, you know, with uh, uh, corn tortillas, and we would put them in the, in the uh, wood butter, and we would fry them. And so my point is, is that having a backdrop of having a lot of stuff that were things we didn't have, going to secondhand stores and we would go and we would uh, buy, uh, you know, used clothing because that's all we all we knew. little insight that a lot of people didn't know. Even when I graduated from college and became a professional, I still went to the secondhand store and would purchase things uh, because that was just part of my DNA. 
And so, again, we're going to talk a little bit about limited beliefs. So let's jump into the deep end as it relates to limiting beliefs. So there are a host of limited beliefs that people have. I mean, I can, I can rattle off on and on. There are people who are interested in going and applying for, or going for a job. You may have an ideal job in your mind, but because you feel that you're not smart enough, you decide that I'm not even going to apply for that particular uh, job. Or you may be in a situation where someone has violated your confidence. You know, they they ratted out on you. They told your secrets or whatever. And you get to the point where you don't trust anyone. Or you may be in a situation where, you know, you've had bad experiences with money. And so as a result of that, you feel that you um, you can't, you know, you will never earn enough money, as I mentioned about myself earlier. Or you may have had a bad situation in ministry or in school or wherever it may be. And so thusly, you feel that every situation is going to turn out in a negative way. And so if you're if you're listening on this episode about uh, limited beliefs and you're at a point where you feel like, hey, you know, I'm at a point where I really don't know what to do. I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like my life is in shambles. I feel like I have nothing to offer, that this is as good as it get. I just want to let you know that there is hope for you. Uh, the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, the second verse, he says, and be not conformed into this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may prove what is that acceptable and good will of God. And so when I think about what Paul is saying, if I can overlay it this way, Paul is telling us to don't go along to get along. In other words, when he's saying conform, it means to comply. It means to um, get in line. It means to uh, just become a part of something. Paul is saying, no, don't, don't, don't conform uh, to this, to this, uh, um, the belief system of what others, what society is telling you. So, for instance, you know, if you're in a situation where you know you you're a, a student in college and um, everyone is taking six, seven, eight years to graduate from college. And you say to yourself, well, I guess that's what it is. I'm going to have to do another six. I'm going to have to do six, seven years. You don't have to do that. You can change uh, things. So, so again, not going along. And I remember things that people had told me how I would not, you know, people told me that I would end up in gangs. I would end up on drugs. I would end up in prison. I would end up in the graveyard and so forth. And there was a time when I was a younger man, El Knucklehead-o, I was kind of, you know, believing some of those things. And then I realized, wait a minute, there's a bigger world out there. I don't necessarily have to go along with this. And so thusly, I decided to do something a little bit different. I started running with folks who wanted to go places. I was running with some low-lifers, individuals that didn't want anything out of life. And so I started finding those kids, even at Compton High School, who were going places, they were doing things, you know, and, and let me be real clear, your boy has never been, I was never the sharpest tool in the tool shed, I was never the sharpest pencil in the pencil box, whatever, but I knew enough how to keep it moving. And so, 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 so don't be conformed to uh, society's norms, you know, people tell you, you know, because of the color of your skin, the color, the texture of your hair or your zip code or whatever that you have to, you know, come along those lines. So he says, be not conformed. But then he says, be transformed. Give you all an, an, an exercise. And when you drive down the street today or you drive down the freeway, or you go to the store, or you go wherever you're going and you happen to see 
a utility pole and you see a round thing that's attached to it, it looks like a trash can that's attached to a pole. Well, that, that, that thing is called a transformer. And a transformer is simply used to change the voltage of electricity. And I'm not going to get technical on you. Voltage is like flow of water. If you turn on your water, your water hose in the front, and you got a little bit dripping out, you got low voltage. You got a whole, you turn it on high pressure, you got a lot of voltage that's going on. So, in other words, if those transformers were not on those poles and they were coming directly into your building, coming directly into your home, it would blow up your electrical panel. So it balances things out. It changes the flow of electricity. Conversely, Paul is saying, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the way we are transforming by the renewing of our mind is simply by changing our thinking, changing our thought process. I used to always think, you know, like, man, you know, uh, I, I'll never, you know, amount to anything. I would never be able to leave this community. I'll never be able to do big things or great things. And then I started changing my, my mindset. And someone shared this poem with me. And anyone knows me, I share this poem as often as I can with people. And it's called um, If You Think. And it simply says that if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win but think you can't, it's almost a sense you won't. If you think you'll lose your loss, for out in the world we find success begins with the person's will. Life's battles don't go to the faster or the stronger person, but sooner or later the person who wins is the one who thinks they can. And so as a result of that, I started to change my limited beliefs. And think about our limited beliefs. Again, they come from family. They can come from families. You know, we're family members. You're, you're raised a certain way. You're raised to think a certain way. You're raised to act a certain way. And so when you become an adult, you realize or you think you got to do things that way. Or it may be an institution. It can be a faith-based institution. It can be at work. It can be a part of a sports team. And we grow up with these same type of uh, beliefs. And we think that we can't change them. And I'm saying to you that we have to uh, know that you can change your perspective. You don't have to stay in that same uh, situation when it comes to our limited beliefs. Another limited belief for me was that, you know, those of you uh, who know me, I've been wanting to launch this podcast for a long time. And I just, I didn't have the technical expertise. I didn't know how to do it. And there were people who said that they were going to work with me and partner with me, and the pieces just kept falling together, falling out rather. And so I got to the point where, you know, maybe it isn't meant to be to do this uh, podcast. And so uh, through uh, intentionality, through faith, and through connection with others, uh, we were able to bring a couple of folks together who came and decided to come alongside me and help me uh, with this. So I'm really excited about uh, what. It is that we can accomplish and what we can do together. So enough about it. But my main thing is that I want to help to propel you forward in the things that you're dealing with. Right now, you might be in a situation and your marriage may be jacked up from the flow up all the way on up. And you at a point where, man, my marriage would never work out because my parents' marriage didn't work out. My grandparents or whoever relatives or friends or influential individuals, I want you to know that if you raise your limitations and you do things a little bit different, you can work through your marriage. I don't care how painful or, or bad it may have been. You may be in a situation where you had grief. 
you've had back-to-back deaths in your family, be it COVID, cancer, or any other um, major illness, and you're at a point where it's like, wow, you know, man, I'm just, my life is just full of grief, and it will never change, and the pain is so uh, unbearable. You're at a point where you just can't see it, or you've been in a situation where you just can't find a job, and you've been knocking on doors, you've been on LinkedIn, you've been doing a host of things, and things just doesn't seem to pan out. Or you're at a situation where you know you started a business and your business receipts are down. You're not getting the clients that you used to uh, give. Uh, all I'm saying to you is that you just dare to be different. Do something different. You know, don't do the same thing that you always did to make things happen. And so you can uh, um, uh, work things out. I'm mindful of a story about a little boy who one day was playing with uh, a very expensive vase in his home. And uh, he got his hand stuck in the vase. Or for you, you know, you well-educated folks, you may say a vase. So he got his hand stuck inside the um, the vase. And so he's beginning to cry, and his dad comes out, and his dad, you know, trying to figure out what he's going to do, and the dad desperately did not want to uh, break the vase because it was a expensive family heirloom. But the other part of it, too, is that the dad was concerned about his son's uh, hand, and so the dad was trying to figure out, how, okay, what can we do to make this thing happen? And as the dad sat back and he thought about it, he had a moment of clarity. And his moment of clarity was he told his son to uh, no longer make a fist, but to straighten out his hand and then to just slide his hand up out of the vase. Well, a little boy thought for a moment, Dad, that's a great idea. But he told his dad, he said, Dad, if I open up my hand, then I'm going to lose the penny. You see, the little boy was holding on that penny. He didn't want to get that thing out. The moral of the story is that, like the little boy, some of us are holding on to the penny. Some of us are holding on to worthless relationships. Some of us are holding on to toxic situations, toxic people. Some of us are giving too much value and too much credence to individuals who really don't mean us any harm, I mean, any good or have our, our uh, best interests. And so like the little boy, we just got to open up our minds and say, you know what? Life is a little bit better because I do want to live to the maximum potential. I want to fulfill the acceptable and will of God that he has for me in my life. And so I want to urge you to consider uh, thinking about all of the challenges, all of the issues, all of the things that you're dealing with to know that you can press forward uh, with courage in the things that that you uh, need to do. And so um, I just want to leave you with a coachable moment, something that I want to, before I get to the coachable moments, I just want to leave you with something else. Just think about this. Our, our, when we renew our mind, when we um, change our, our, or transform our mind and renew it, what we're doing essentially is that we are throwing off some things. We're throwing off the old negative way of living. We're throwing off the um, beliefs, the lies that people have, the false narratives that people have said about us. We are uh, even forgiving ourselves. We are accepting ourselves just as we are. We're letting go of things like worry and stress and discouragement and hopelessness. We're, 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 we are, are at a point where we, we want to do something different. 
You know, that old saying, if you always do what you already did, you're going to always get what you already got. And so sometimes you have to do a shift because our thoughts lead to our actions. Think about that. When you think about an action that you took, it came from somewhere. So you think about it. Then our actions lead to our behavior, good, bad, indifference, or whatever. Our behavior leads to a way of life that, okay, this is the way I live based on what I believe. And then our life leads to expectations, whether they're lower expectations or they are high expectations. And so, thusly, I just want to let you know that you can change. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you what I call a coachable moment and or action plan for you to consider. And here's the thing. I want you to write this down, uh, write these things down. So the first thing that I want you to do is that when you are dealing with a uh, limited belief, the first thing that I want you to do is to write it down and name it. Write it down and name it. Because there's four types of people that in this life that we often deal with. One is the cop-outs. The cop-out individuals are those individuals who you don't have any goals. You just It is what it is. Secondly, you have the holdouts. You know, the holdouts. We're talking about writing it down. So I, I'm, I'm going to ask you, are you a cop-out? Are you a holdout? Holdout is individuals who uh, they don't know if they can reach their goals. They're, they're, they're too insurmountable. I can't do that. Or you may even be a dropout. A dropout is those individuals that, you know, everything is going really well, but all of a sudden when things get tough, the limited belief starts overwhelming me. I get to the point where I, uh, I, just, I just drop out. And then there are the all-outs. These are the individuals who set goals, they commit to them, and they pay the price for them to come true. So write down your limited belief that you have. And then I want you to name it, call it out, whatever it, whatever it is, Fred, Sally, John, Ed, whatever it may be, hiccups, whatever, write it down, that limited belief that you're dealing with. And the reason why I'm asking you to write it down so when you look at it, you can see it on a regular basis and then find out, am I a holdout, am I a sellout, am I a dropout, am I a cop-out, or am I all-out, whatever it may be. And then ask yourself, secondly, ask yourself, where did I learn this? Where did this limited belief that I can't go to college come from? Where did this limited belief that I can't start a business come from? Where did this limited belief that says that I can't have an effective ministry come from? Where did this limited belief that says that I can't make the sports team? Where is this limited belief that says I can't do well in, in, in school? Where did it come from? And then number three, uh, ask how might this limited belief be limiting me? How might this belief be limiting me? You know, that, that I'm, 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 I notice a pattern when I look back and I started believing these things and I just stopped trying. I gave up. I dropped out, so to speak. Or number four, what evidence do I have to support this limited belief? You know, you always want to look at the evidence. You know, what is the, what is the research? What is the validity? What is the truthfulness of this limited belief that says that I can never accomplish this. All you have to do is look to someone else who may have done this from your neighborhood, from your community, your ethnicity, your gender, your race, or whatever, and you find out like, wow, if they did it, then I can do it. And then lastly, ask how different would my life be if I believed something else? And I think about in my own life, coming from Watts, growing up in the great city of Compton, and all of the things, if I had just stopped 
believing, if I didn't do anything different, if I remained the same, where would my life have been? I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a super smart guy. I don't have it all together. Matter of fact, I am, uh, I am a POW, not a prisoner of war, and no, 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 no negative towards that. I am a piece of work. I am under construction. I am still trying to get it together. And um, I've been blessed beyond measure uh, to experience a lot of things. I am not worthy of the things that I've been uh, exposed to and that has happened to me in a good way. But I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful and thankful for uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all of the experiences of life. Those individuals who came alongside me, and I didn't know what to call them, mentors or sponsors or leaders or whatever, men and women that poured into me and to my siblings and told us that, you know, you can overcome whatever it is that you're trying to do. And so that's my hope for you today is to, again, uh, challenge you to lean into your limiting beliefs, the thing that has you stuck, the thing that says that you can't overcome it. I can assure you that you can do it. And so the Deep End Podcast with Ed is a Beyond the Mask production. I want to give a special shout out to my production team, Austin Roach and Nicole Robinson for their technical expertise behind the scenes. In concert with my professional coaching life practice, you can connect with us at thedeependwithed.com or on social media by going to Facebook and liking the Deep End with Ed podcast page. I do look forward to connecting with you on the next edition or next episode of the Deep End Podcast with Ed. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.